0: Well, and that's, you know, we would go out so little that mm-hmm. we, had, we had the outfits for that. Right. But I was raised on basic staples. My right. mother taught me, um, you know, we didn't spend a lot on clothes. Mm-hmm. But be, in that we didn't have a huge wardrobe, but the clothes we had were nice. Right. So we bought nice fabrics. We bought clothes that we never bought anything trendy mm-hmm. because why Good. waste the money if you it was going to go out of style?
1: Absolutely. Uh, so Call actually – for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Being a
0: photographer is what formed my fin- my sense of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, like White House Black Market just perfect. had my credit card on file. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, well, everything's white and black, and that's yeah. perfect because I can wear it to work or not. But, you know, I'm still myself – um, you know, we talk about the benefits of growing up um, identifying as women and looking like women and being born like as mm-hmm, women, mm-hmm. but you know, you still have that struggle yourselves. You,
1: everybody has yeah. that struggle. I, M to F, cisgender, female, everybody has that struggle. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. My and,
0: husband. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, we're, and we're still working on fashion for him.
1: Oh. Yeah. At least you're going to get the opportunity. Mine just doesn't. He's. If you see us out in public, it's total opposites.
0: My husband is stuck in the 90s. He loves like the t-shirt under the under the sports coat. At least you've got the
1: sports coat. <laughs>
0: yep. Um, but he was going through a phase because he also loves vests. And then in Ooh, the summer, he was yeah. like, well, I feel like I could wear t-shirts with a vest. And I'm like, no, 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 nope." <laughs> and he wouldn't listen to me. So then my gay best friend visited from mm-hmm. Arizona. And I'm like, and we've been Did besties you- for 20 years. And I'm like, could you please take him aside and have that like conversation? Have that heart to heart. Yeah. Because
1: sometimes a heart to heart. Yeah. Needs to happen. So for yeah. us,
0: like what we're doing, because actually, I mean, Christmas is around the corner. Yep. And so Christmas for my husband is he does need a new suit, but we are really working on his fashion. And it's a learning for both of us. And what we're fi- looking for is we look at the celebrities he likes and how they dress. And we're going to go out and try to find clothing together. I have a
1: spot for you. Okay, good. I have a, an amazing spot for you. Another place that I i worked as well. I've done everything. I have worked in women's fashion. I have worked in men's fashion. I can, you know, do the pinning. I won't necessarily do the sewing or the fixing. I wouldn't trust me with that. But I can easily take in the waist, start to taper legs for somebody. It's all things that I've been trained with over the years in the trajectory of my professional career. So I do have a spot for you. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah, we need some help. We need some (laughs) help
0: for sure. So, um, you know, when you go to work with people, you have Mm -hmm. all this knowledge, you have all this background. What does somebody um, get from you? Like, how do you take somebody, even somebody like me, but like anybody who's struggling and wants to understand, how do I look better in my overall appearance? How do I do that? I
1: will always tell somebody who I'm speaking to and just having an initial consultation over the phone at the very minimum so that way I understand what are you looking to accomplish because your time is just as valuable as my time and I certainly do not want to play with your time um, nor your money so I will always have an initial phone call and from there depending on how the the phone call you know proceeds I will always explain that color is crucial so what do you mean by color is crucial? Color is crucial um, because, w- for instance, when you're going out, whether it's to dinner, to the grocery store, or wherever you are, and you're wearing a top that you just threw on and weren't thinking twice about it, mm-hmm. um, and you happen to find that people are complimenting you more and they are saying, oh, this looks so nice, and, and it's sporadic, and it's not prompted by anything other than somebody just saw you. That is subconsciously... Um, somebody offering you that compliment, it's because it is a color that looks best on your complexion. Mm-hmm. Everybody's coloring is different. And what I believe to be the most important is somebody's coloring and what is it so that way they can go out in the world and shop freely to know this is going to always look best on me.
0: Well, let me ask you a question because I am, some of my clients don't know this, but mm-hmm. for like the First thirty years of my life, I was very blonde, so um, like I've been every hair color. But Me I, too. <laughs> um, my my wardrobe was built around the fact that yeah. I was blonde and yeah. I was very pale. Yep. And then I went to red hair, and I slowly transitioned over what that red was. Like it was like a slow auburn, yeah. and then it got really dark. And I've gone back and forth with the reds and browns. And Do you
1: find that it's easier to get dressed now that you're darker?
0: Um. Yes and no. Well, I I don't know. Um. What I did find was, the clothes that I had as a blonde did not work with my new hair.
1: Exactly.
0: Um. So my like like the only color that I wore outside of my white and black, mm-hmm. the only color I wore was red. Yeah. And like a bright, like almost like a primary red, like a Christmas red. Wow! So my blonde hair and like a Christmas, (laughs) yeah. Um, so I had a lot. I did have red in my wardrobe, and I loved. Um, and my favorite color is like Chianti, like that burgundy Mm, red.
1: Beautiful. Um, so it would
0: either it would be that span, but I liked the reds. I don't now. I see your reaction. Maybe the primary red was the best. I mean it wasn't. I wasn't Ronald McDonald,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but like a Christmas red. So, so. Color is huge, as mm-hmm. I've just mentioned, and it's not easy. And especially if you do not have the right hair color, mm-hmm. it limits what you're able to wear. So what I'll say is
0: changing hair color yeah. changed my appearance. Absolutely. And what people say now is they love this so much more than the blonde, and the blonde washed me out, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But then what I had to do is I had to get a new wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it didn't work.
1: I So, fun fact, I used to be a redhead as a a child, like Mm -hmm. a bright fire orange red. Wow. Oh, yeah. And then as you age, your hair Mm -hmm. color changes. Mm -hmm. And on any given day, especially if you don't dye your hair, you have seven different hair colors on your head. Really? Yeah. Seven different colors. So, when you do start to dye your hair, Mm -hmm. assuming you choose to, um, I... I got into it early on and, and I went red because that's what I was as a child, fire, mm-hmm. orange, red. And getting dressed was impossible. And I limited myself to black, maybe navy, um, something darker, always darker in color. Just naturally, that's what I gravitate towards. And, and I found that that was easier to get dressed. But I was so limited on what I could wear because of the red. That i really just i stuck to black and yeah. it just didn't matter what my hair color was at that point because black became a staple for me and when i finally had enough of the red because i will change my hair whether it's the color the cut anything i'll, I'll always change it so that i because I, I like it why not you yeah. can so go for it oh no I love changing my I hair change my it's ha- long short it's curly straight long short yep. curly I had bangs last time I saw you and it was longer now mm-hmm. I have a lob and I have no bangs so who knows when we see each other next yeah what I'm gonna bring to the table <laughs> but back to the red hair it, it was very limiting And then finally, I wanted to go back to more of my natural hair color, which will always be what your eyebrow color is. Mm -hmm. So if you want a fun fact, when you do start to dye your hair, whatever your color in your eyebrows is, you either go one or two shades lighter or darker. So nobody knows that you dye your hair.
0: That's a conversation I just had with my stylist. Yeah. Um, I was like, you need to tell me if I start looking crazy with my eyebrows because I know you can get your eyebrows tinted.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm nervous about that. So, well, that, you talk to me about that. Yeah. <laughs> there's some gray that's happening right now.
0: <laughs> so, so, one of the things that concerns me for my clients that I work with, I have some clients that are very consistent with their style. Okay. Whether they have fully transitioned or not. Mm-hmm. But I have clients that have definitely not fully transitioned who wear wigs but continually change the cut, style, and color of that wig. So are they buying clothes that work for one hair and one hair color? They could be. And then doesn't, yeah.
1: They easily could be. You know, when I work with a client, especially um, was in the community, and I explain this really is the best hair color or this is the best color for you. Now, you could do variations in shade, not too dramatic in variation, but you can change it a little bit. But if you want to always put your best foot forward, please wear this particular color, mm-hmm. and it will easily improve how you get dressed. It makes getting dressed quicker. It's easier. Um, shopping is certainly easier if you know the right colors, and you know hair. Hair is so so important. As a result of, um, it does limit you when you don't have the right color and it, it's frustrating and then it becomes emotional and then it becomes well what am I doing and then you circle or not mm-hmm. circle excuse me then you can spiral down into a hole that you didn't need to go to just because the hair color was off by a shade or two now or see now totally I, I
0: really want to do a color consultation with you because okay. <laughs> like my my, my red keeps changing we've had to like play with it a little bit yeah. but sometimes I sometimes I don't want to To be so fiery and I want to tone down, but then I don't feel I look right as a brunette. Like I've gone more natural and darker brown.
1: You know, I'm sitting right here, you look great as a redhead. Now, again, it's more of a darker shade of auburn with little bits of red in. You look great. I don't see why you would want to change it, but that's a whole color consultation. And, you know, for a color consultation, it does require that there is no makeup. Um, oh, boy, because I was just going to suggest you
0: can do a color consultation on as a podcast for I
1: me, know. but no. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll yeah. get there. We will get there. Okay. It. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yes, so it does require that there is no makeup because you are putting color on your face. So how am I going to tell you what colors are going to look best when you already have color on? So it is a blank canvas, and it is – you know, I give consultations in the privacy of your home or the privacy of my home. And eventually, you know, or when office. you travel in when a, I travel in a hotel room. In a hotel room. I have certainly set up in a hotel room for these consultations and it is private and you know it is confidential. Um and it's difficult. And I understand that it is difficult to walk around without a full face if yeah. you're not comfortable. I get it. And I appreciate and I respect that you are willing to go so far outside of your com- comfort zone to learn more about who you are and how you can project your most authentic self. So I thank you and thank everybody who does do that.
0: Um, oh, I would totally
1: do it with you. Oh, I'm just 100%. not sure I'm ready to do
0: it on camera. Yeah,
1: We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That'll,
0: that'll be like the tequila podcast. Like we'll do like a couple. Oh, of I'm shots. good with tequila. Yeah. You there you go.
1: <laughs> First thing in the morning too.
0: Yeah. It'll be yeah. good. Breakfast tequila. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think we're doing good, but um, um, no. So what I do do is I drape my clients in a white cloth and if there is hair, I will either ask that they kindly remove it or if it's not going to be removed i will uh, put a white cloth over their head as well and i work with as much natural lighting as i possibly can so as a photographer you have the umbrellas i have the umbrellas but we're using them for totally different reasons which is fascinating on a whole different level but um we will discuss the undertone of skin and based off of the drapes that i have because you know there's warm drapes there's cool drapes so for instance, this is just one of the drapes that I do offer. Um, this is going to tell me whether it's going to complement the undertone of your skin. You know, this is a cool drape. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, you have the navies, you have pinks, but there's a lot of blue in it comparatively too. I have these drapes. These are warmer tones, and this could be a variation of pink. It's beige without a question, but you can see there is going to be a little bit more yellow in this drape than there would be in this drape. And the best is you're gonna tell the yellow the reds, excuse me. You said you were wearing Christmas red. Yeah. Here's Christmas, Christmas red everybody. Red. <laughs> oh my goodness. Nice and bright.
0: Doesn't really feel right it, anymore. Not. No. no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But a for is, effort because you yeah. wore a color mm-hmm. versus I wear black. Nine yeah. times out of ten, you're going to catch me in black. It's the absence of color. I don't want anybody to focus on me because that's not what it's about.
0: You know, and there's a um, a famous uh, fashion designer from mm-hmm. old Hollywood, like back in the mm-hmm. 30s, who dressed everyone. And I can never remember her name, but I saw the best documentary on her. And that was her thing. She dressed... Everyone from, like, Vivian Lee to
1: Grace Kelly. Oh, yeah.
0: But she looked, she purposefully I know dressed who, down. Yep, I yeah. know
1: exactly who you're talking about. I will... What is her name? I'm not going to remember now.
0: Yeah, but for <laughs> our <laughs> listeners, like, so, so her Hollywood starlets would feel like they shined. She yeah. wore her hair
1: plain, mm-hmm. plain black glasses, plain black clothes. And that was it. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's just easier. I don't want you to think about... So many things. I, I don't want you to think, well, look what she's wearing. Well, I don't like what she's wearing. How is she going to help me if I don't like what she's wearing? I don't want you to think about me.
0: Yeah.
1: I am your background noise that's going to help bring you to the forefront. And that's what I want to do. That's amazing. It's
0: am the same as a photographer. Like you want to blend into the crowd. Like I you want to blend in the background. Absolutely.
1: So yeah. just by showing these two different reds. I can help bring you out, and I step back, if you will. So,
0: so this is where you start with somebody, and you mm-hmm. have other swatches over there. I do have other swatches. So color, and now I see why you say color is is key. If right. no, if so, if no one did anything else with you, you would say color, color. And Please. does color something that you have to do in person, or is it something that?
1: I have not figured out the way to do color. I over a computer. I think it would be hard. It's going to be very very difficult because you know the pixels it doesn't translate the same. Plus I physically need you.
0: But you are willing to travel to people. I have
1: certainly traveled.
0: I know you are going to be going to First Event. I am. And you're going to be going to Keystone. I will be. So those are great opportunities if people can't travel to you. Exactly. You'll be at those conferences.
1: Um, And if I find myself you know on the West Coast, I will certainly, you know, let everybody know. And if somebody says, oh, you know, I'd like a consultation, I'm prepared.
0: I do the same thing. So, like, mm-hmm. I'll post on Facebook, I'm going to be in this part going, of the country. Exactly. If, you know. so. so, if people want to, um, if people can't come to First Event or Keystone... And they can't come see you because you live in D.C. now. I do. You would tell them, um, follow you on Facebook.
1: Follow me on Facebook.
0: So they can figure out, like, how to... We can figure
1: something out. We can coordinate schedules. And they can see when you're traveling. Exactly. I, you know, I have plans of going to Arizona um, first quarter. So I'm not certain exactly then. But I will post. I will be in Arizona. This is the area. And if I, you know... If anybody would like my services, I'm happy to bring everything with me, and let's do it that way. So my
0: BFF and my parents live in Arizona, and, like, Mom, like, I was thinking of trying to come out and visit first quarter (laughs) two between (laughs) First Event and Keystone, Um, so maybe that's something we can coordinate together if somebody would want to hook up for a photo shoot and
1: color consultation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's Oh, I, I hope that works. Yeah, me too. All right, now I'm really, really excited. So much fun. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, so that's what you would do, step one. And I want to go into more detail on the knowledge that you have, because okay. I know so a color. This is something that it's good for you to meet with somebody one on one, but it's so difficult for you to teach someone how to figure out their own color. Like right. you really for that it step, really, you need that, that knowledge. I, I hate that you have. I hate to
1: be honest and brutally honest about it. It does make sense to be in person but if you're not able to come to me or I can't to you for whatever the reason um, I would totally recommend finding garments now you don't have to necessarily purchase but find a variety of shades of blue and just put them up to your face and Mm -hmm. see what you like and that you know it's a loose way to figure it out but it's it's a start it's something and again be mindful if you own things in your closet that people constantly are complimenting you on there's a reason there's a reason whether it's a a pattern whether Mm -hmm. it is just the color because be mindful patterns are also a big thing too you don't want to go too big or you don't want to go too too small you want it to also be part of your facial pattern
0: yeah wow that's a
1: That's a whole whole other thing. That's a whole different conversation.
0: So um, what I'd love to do is I'd love to have you back on the podcast. Absolutely. And um, so our next podcast, I'd love to talk about patterns. Okay. Like that sounds like... Wow, interesting. <laughs> I know um you and there's a lot that we can teach that right. like I'd love to hear your thoughts on what I instruct my people to wear for photo shoots.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um,
0: and uh, I know you've got some wigs to share with us too. so yeah. either in that podcast or the next one, I would love because that's something you can show and help someone figure out on their own. like right. kind of you can give some guidance I of what's explain, the right, right hairstyle for your face shape
1: right. Yeah. I, I can certainly give a generic, overall of this is your face shape or this could be your face shape be mindful of yeah I know not
0: everybody is going to be ready to meet with you for right. a variety of reasons mm-hmm. um but any information we can give somebody like let's get you started absolutely okay like like, like a like, starter kit like step one yeah. don't wear baby pink and fae fur like faux fur yeah right? no I just
1: yeah. D- Got me the job, but I don't think it was because of the suit. I can (laughs) honestly tell you, I don't know where that is. Yeah. And I've, (laughs)
0: like, I I remember, like, in college seeing this woman on the street, and it was, like, she embodied every trend at one time. She was wearing faux fur and um, leopard and python, and she had, like, a crop top and, like.
1: How did she look to you? It
0: was crazy. It was just, like, (laughs) insanity. So, and I loved that when I said, you know, I was raised on basic staples, that's something that you reinforce Mm -hmm. because, Um, I do have guidance that I give my clients for photo shoots because there's a difference between if you're modeling fashion or if you want to be complimented on your look. And I know that there's a lot that we can share there. Absolutely. Oh, I'd
1: be more than happy. All right.
0: Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure and thank you. (laughs)
0: Um, So I want people to know how to get in touch with you and Mm -hmm. I'll have this written on the site as well. But
1: what's the best way for someone to be in touch? I always recommend email.
0: And what uh, is your email? My
1: email is lindsay L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, at lindsaytaub.com Taub,
0: Taub, T-A-U-B. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how else can someone get in touch with you if you email's can, not their jam? If
1: email isn't your jam, you can certainly text me or call me. My phone number is 201-446-5262. And I'm, you're oh, on Facebook, too. I am on Facebook. So
0: how I, does somebody
1: find you on Facebook? I believe it is just Lindsay Taub.
0: Okay. And then that's they can just follow you. Mm -hmm. It's like a like a person page or business page. Right.
1: It it right now it is set up as a person page. Okay. Um who knows what the future holds. Maybe it will go full blown business. Um, but as of right now it's just So if they look Lindsay Taub they will find they you. They should absolutely be able to find me. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much. And thank you. And I would like to thank um, the show's sponsor, Rise Beauty Company. We are in their space right now, which they generally do. Um, generously donate uh, for it's these interviews. beautiful
1: space if you're in the area. Yes. Beautiful.
0: So Rise Beauty Company is in York PA and it is a transgender friendly spa and salon full service for any needs that you have and we are so grateful to them for sharing the space with us. I am your host, Cassandra Storm. This is another great podcast of My Feminine Heart. And thank you, Lindsay Taub, for joining us on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. So thank you. Oh,
0: thank you. And we cannot (laughs) wait to have you
1: back again. Absolutely. Me too. I'm looking forward to it.
0: episode of My Feminine Heart was filmed on location at Rise Beauty Company, a transgender-friendly spa and salon in York, Pennsylvania. Welcome back to My Feminine Heart. Today, I am sitting with Lindsay Taub fashion consultant, image consultant, anything that you want to know about fashion and your image, this is the woman that you want to talk to. Thank you. So Lindsay and I just met at the uh, DC VC Soiree a few months ago and have become instant friends. Yes. She um, has started her business in the transgender community, and I think she is an incredible, perfect fit with everything that she has to offer. And I am so excited to share everything about you with the community so that you become uh, be, can become a resource for so many others who have not yet met
1: you. Well, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure and honor to be here. Hello, everybody <laughs> out there. Um, We are so excited to have you. I am so excited to be here. I just, I wouldn't be anywhere else, quite frankly.
0: (laughs) So I feel like you have this dream job. Like, you know, when you tell me like fashion consultant, image consultant, I'm picturing like Rachel from Friends.
1: Um, Rachel from Friends, I to a degree uh she was a buyer I thought you know once upon a time I too would like to be a buyer that was like the thing that was the thing Mm -hmm. you know friends was big buying was big she looked like she had a glamorous job excuse me with Ralph Lauren a gorgeous wardrobe gorgeous wardrobe gorgeous hair how do you not want to be the Rachel Green of reality um I found out that I would never be Rachel. you would never be Rachel. I would never. She needed math on her side and math was not on my side.
0: You know what they don't show that part of the that part of the lot, show. Yeah. A lot
1: of math and it's a lot of strategic planning of well depending on demographic of a store what what should you carry? Should you carry more of this style or that style because you want to make sure you're hitting your demographic and you know east coast to west coast everybody dresses differently as and also in between
0: So I'm somebody that, you know, I'm an artist and a business owner, and I do a lot of speaking to young people, and they're always like, how do I become a photographer? I like to take pictures. How do I become a photographer? I feel like working in fashion is one of those style jobs that's not traditional. You know, people, like, you know, children grow up saying, oh, I would love to work in fashion, but how do you do it? Like I'm so interested in, like, the path. that got you to where you are now?
1: Well, first, um, it was I liked fashion, specifically shoes. Shoes were my thing. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Loved them. So when I went off to college, uh, again, the Rachel Green dream of I wanted to be a buyer. So I started taking fashion courses um, to buy. And twofold, the uh, program was canceled, but I also found I wasn't good in math. so since the cancellation of the program I went communication but still had the passion for shoes and so I graduated college I took an odd job in Manhattan I am uh, from New Jersey so Manhattan was the next best spot for me to go I lived maybe 40 minutes outside of Mm -hmm. so that was the natural uh, progression for me to go into so Took some odd job and then sent myself to Port Townsend, Washington, where I learned how to make shoes physically by hand.
0: I can't believe that that's even a thing, that they (laughs) teach in the United States in, like, this century. Right? (laughs) You would think
1: everything is in Europe, and it really is. Um, So I took a crash course, and why not? It was the best upper body workout I've ever had to this day.
0: So have you, like, actually made your own shoes? I have. I have
1: physically purchased lasts in my size, which is um, a mold of your foot or a generic mold of a foot in my size, and I would take leather and I would wrap it, I would soften it, I would put nails and glue to, you know, everything to make an actual shoe, and you could wear them outside. So I sent myself to shoe school and did not have the nerve to move to Europe for personal reasons, Um, and instead of, I went... To a new company where I was mass producing shoes for a living. Okay. So if I wasn't going to physically go over to Spain or Italy or wherever at that time, let me get into the mass production of because. Because you still have this shoe I passion. I still had the shoe passion. Yeah. How do you, you know, you have, you have feet, they got to get covered. So you got to figure it out. So I really thought that that's where my path was going to lead me.
0: Okay, so I feel like we can have a whole separate podcast on just shoes. Like your favorite brands, what to look for, how to shop for them. How to shop for shoes.
1: I got all of it. The quick tips on how to make them comfortable really quickly. I can certainly show you and tell you how. Absolutely.
0: I wish I had known this because I have this like my most expensive (laughs) pair of shoes that I love. Um, that my husband bought for me. They're like I've worn them so many times and they're still a little too tight. And they're I like,
1: gotcha. Okay, we will, we'll talk either next podcast or off camera. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, we will definitely like we will have a podcast well, just pr- on shoes. Perfect.
1: Shows. Oh, I can do that.
0: Okay, so all right, so you got into mass producing so shoes. Ma-
1: started to mass produce shoes. Um, quickly realized that the grueling hours of not just nine to five. It was. 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. because you're you have to be mindful you're working with factories overseas Mm -hmm. so what is you know two o'clock their time is easily 8 p.m. my time so to work such odd grueling hours and really just I burned out so quickly so for everybody who is in that industry my hats are off to you because it's something that I knew that I could not handle
0: And that's something for someone to think about who's interested in going into that industry. Absolutely. Just
1: be mindful that the first couple years at the very minimum, you are devoting everything that you have to a company. So I always make sure, or I would always tell customers to make sure that it's a brand that they believe in, um, whether they are shopping or somebody who is trying to get into the industry. Make sure that whatever it is that you're involved in is something that you are passionate about because if you know that you're going to put those hours in that's your life there is no social life at that time there is no anything you really do need to devote yourself to build your name because you've got nothing unless you have your name um so you you are no longer in that industry so I I left that industry right so you had the burnout I totally burned out and then I I went into retail I did not know at the time that I was working for one of the top 10 retailers in the world, um, which generated the top 1% wealthiest people in the world. So I started very quickly learning about style and fashion, how to put looks together, um, how to explain what I was doing and what people were looking for.
0: And so when you say you're working retail, you're not the checkout girl at no, Payless. Like you are a personal I was, shopper exactly. for the wealthiest 1% of people yes. in the world in New York City in Manhattan.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. what I would do is I would create lookbooks for my clients. And depending on what their needs were, if they even had the needs. You know, my goal was to show them what we had to offer and what was gonna come down the pipeline.
0: Wait a minute, so what would be, what's a lookbook for somebody on the consumer end?
1: Right, so a lookbook is a book um, that is curated for you based off of your specifications, based off of your body shape, your shoe size, your hairstyle, and just as an overall, what is your style?
0: So you were prepping this for clients, I personalized to mm-hmm. them, and then also projecting what they would want to buy in the seasons to come, Correct. what you're seeing fashion Based lies. off
1: of their personality and what they liked and just the things that I knew that they liked. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know that this is coming down the pipeline. So that is a style that I would think of for my client. And, you know, it became very successful. Our um, company certainly promoted the fact that, Although we were in retail and it was a brick-and-mortar store, it was our own business and it was up to us to succeed. And so you were kind of like commission-based. It was 100% commission-based. 100% commission. 100% commission. So for
0: you, it's... you Yes. Yeah, the- <laughs> and it's about it's about your knowledge and yeah. your personality.
1: Yeah. It, wow. You, so... If you had met me at 21, 22, it was nothing like what I currently am. I really do owe a bunch of who I am today from a professional perspective to a gentleman named Jeffrey Kalinske. He just, he let me in when if you saw what I looked like off the street, knowing (laughs) what I was going into or not knowing what I was going into, I wouldn't have even hired me but took a chance and let me blossom into who I am today and really pushed me to have that conversation with the stranger, to speak to them and just, hi, how are you, and build a connection. And as a result of that, I not only learned how to build relationships and maintain with an authenticity, because I'm always interested in my client, who are you, talk to me. for, so I I learned that in addition to how to style, how to put why am I putting certain looks together? And is this a look for your interview? Is this a look for, you know, a evening occasion? What is it that you need? Is it Sunday brunch? Is it exactly? Or, yeah. or you know, are what are we doing? So I cannot imagine having that kind of
0: money and that kind of resources to I walk in seen, and have somebody tailor that to you. I
1: have seen people spend money that you don't make in five years and it's just insane wow it's fascinating that alone is a podcast
0: oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and that's what always happens on these podcasts I always plan like the next 10 out (laughs) like it just my mind is blown and so for you to have this experience Mm -hmm. this level of education I mean you're cobbling your own friggin shoes yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's insane. That's not like the same conversation you're going to have with a girl down at Justice. Right, yeah. exactly.
1: So, and um, you you need to
0: know who who are you talking to for you to have all of that knowledge and resources and be able to funnel it down mm-hmm. into um, affordable packaging that people can work with you. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're not you're not cheap. But you're not the price level that you were when you were serving the top one percent of the world Correct. either. Right. So I feel like what you can bring to the table is so unbelievably valuable.
1: Thank you. Because
0: like yeah, it's thank I, you. As somebody who I've you know been working in the trans community now, I think about ten years, mm-hmm. and I have loved watching my class, my my um customers blossom. And you know when you first meet somebody who especially most of my clients are are m to f male to mm-hmm. female you meet somebody who was not raised and taught how to dress right but they see an image of how they think women should be dressing mm-hmm. and then you see that struggle in the beginning of you know not wearing even the right um body shape right yeah or undergarments the, are key yeah not, and <laughs> not the right clothing for their shape i mean mm-hmm. i know as i could have benefited from you so much growing up <laughs> like, it was so rough for me because, you know, I'm short, I'm curvy, um, you know, and I was a teenager in the 90s, and my mother wanted to dress me like I was Melanie Griffith and Working Girl in yes. the 80s. Yes, So, like, you know, and I had the body for that. But in the fifth grade, you don't want to go to fifth grade and, and sixth and just, grade something, and shoulder pads. No, you yeah, didn't know do- <laughs> when, when, when 90% yeah, of my no. classmates
1: Absolutely. hadn't developed yet and they were sticks. The and reality were, yeah. is I could have benefited from me too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's interesting. I have so many friends in the industry, outside of the industry, you know, and it really is how you've grown up. And you, of course, see what your parents are wearing and you go in their closet. Mm-hmm. And whether you could or couldn't, You know i was very fortunate my mother definitely had a closet that i could just go play in um now like you child of the 90s it was a grungy era and there's just a mix and match of everything i have outfits that i just i'm sorry my mother let me out of the house
0: yeah well oh no My, my grandmother sewed she was a seamstress yeah um my mother and i had matching windsuits
1: that's yeah. a, it's, yeah. like, it's, not, it's like 80s and 90s fashion. Like, I wore like, yeah. a teal mm-hmm. windsuit mm-hmm. to, uh, I'll even say it was fifth grade. I thought I was the coolest thing yeah. in the world. And it's swish, 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 back and <laughs> yeah, forth. And, and the whole outfit, and it was at least three sizes too big. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the shoulder, the seam came down to here. My shoulders were up here, but I thought I was the coolest thing ever you couldn't get me out of that wooden suit and it was exactly this color so that's that was so funny quite...
0: <laughs> yeah no for quite me convenient. I didn't have a mother's closet that I could play in right um because my mother hated shopping as much as I did so Mind that's what she too. ingrained in me right um so I really didn't get my own sense of fashion until later and it's funny because this is what I'm wearing um, but you look great
1: you oh, put it together well
0: Oh, they, I'm freezing. Like, well, I yeah. have three layers of top set. I've got like the double turtleneck
1: because it's so cold
0: out. And I'm right in now. the t shirt. I know. Like, nobody's going to believe that. Like, no. th- like, the temperature and I, and that, in this right. place.
1: Yeah. Well, you look good. Oh, you thank you. You carry it well. But, you, you know, to what you were saying, my mother had the closet, but she didn't necessarily put the looks together the way that I know how to now. Or, yeah. you know, it, I love my mother dearly. I love you, mom. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I would definitely start guiding her into that, well, try this or taper your pant. And a taper, just so everybody knows, is that it's when you slim the pant... Leg So it's not too, too baggy because you want to create a fitted look, but not too, too fit where you can see the undergarment underneath, whether it's the pant, the dress, what have you. Um, So although she had a closet full of, my mother didn't have a style that was anything that I cared about. Mm -hmm. And it really wasn't until much later in life that I just, I wasn't comfortable I didn't like how I looked. I know what I wanted to feel like. I know what I wanted to look like, but I didn't know how to execute those looks. And until I worked in that really, really high-end retail place, I never understood. So when I say that I had a chance taken on me, I was wearing a baby pink suit with a fur collar oh my god oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. no to yeah. just no you but
0: that, that sounds like the opposite of high end
1: exactly yeah. so again not knowing what i was walking into thinking in my head well i've got you've this. got the faux fur i have and the, the faux fur and fashionable. i'm glamorous it couldn't have been any further from the truth and yeah. when i realized and i understood and you know i have friends whose parents just dressed impeccably Because they were going to be in front of people. And my mother was not in front of people. So she didn't need to dress the way that I've always wanted to dress.